Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. Chris, I'm excited today to talk about some unique things going on across the, the facilities of the department, right? We're talking about the dog programs we have, and we have quite a few dog programs and quite a few facilities. And, you know, it's kind of cool to be able to share some of the different programs that we have to offer um, as far as dog programs and, and what they do when they leave the facilities, who trains them, why they're in the facilities. Um, this is all, you know, I, I've heard of our dog programs, but I've, I've never really um, dove into the, the nuts and bolts of, of these programs. So it's kind of cool. And I think, you know, sharing this today with everybody um, who are in my shoes or, or who are like me, who, who have heard about the dog programs, but don't fully understand um, what we are doing, it, it's, it's really, really cool um, to hear about how we train them, who trains them, and then what they do after we train them. So, um, you know, why don't, why don't we talk about some of the programs that we have to offer, Chris? Yeah, so um, across the state, we've got 21 different uh, prison facilities who have some type of dog program um, at their location. And in some cases, they have two or three or four different programs that they're running, uh, which is really cool to see. And there's a number of really great programs um, some of the ones that, that are more obvious ones that you think about, like Leader Dogs for the Blind. Um, and I think if, if people are aware that we have a dog program, they probably think that they're all Leader Dog programs because that's pretty much the yeah. only program that people would think that, that, that there are. But in fact, there, there's so many more. Um, Leader Dogs obviously does a very specific thing for, for those who for uh, vision impaired. Uh, but there's also another group called Pause with a Cause, and they each probably have a good eight or nine facilities that they operate in. And what Pause with a Cause does is they train uh, dogs to do things that, uh, for people who have all kinds of different disabilities, somebody who might not have the physical dexterity to uh, pick, up, pick up small things, or they need help, uh, maybe they have seizures, that they, they train the dogs to literally brace themselves so that way if somebody falls down, they can use the dog to, to pick themselves back up. For those who have all sorts of different uh, ailments, um, they can train these dogs to either sense that or to assist with them. Uh, in, in a variety of ways, and they, they can do some pretty amazing things. Then there's also programs uh, that prisons have where there are, there are animal shelters where the dogs are uh, very poorly uh, behaved, probably because they were raised badly or maybe they were beaten, yeah. and, and they just they aren't good dogs. And so they're sent to the prisons where our, our prisoners will train them to the point where we can get them to where they can be adoptable. The prisoners do an amazing job with that, and they take great care in that. Uh, the prisoners uh, do an amazing job with those kind of programs. There's also uh, Stiggy's Dogs, which is another really great program where it trains dogs who are for veterans or, or for individuals who have PTSD uh, or other sort of uh, major uh, brain uh, issues. Um, and, and they're a great help. You know, we, uh, We've had them donated to uh, some of our staff or the family of our staff. We had some great stories in the Corrections Connection uh, in the last year or so detailing some of those different programs. Um, they also helped train uh, Sadie, who is a very now famous dog, who was um, obviously a WCC, who helped, works with the, the prisoners there, who have all sorts of uh, severely uh, mentally ill uh, patients there. And, they've, and I've been there personally and seen that, and, and Sadie just, does, uh, just want, does wonders for that facility. There's also one that I'm going to be seeing uh, actually this week um, at the hospice program in RGC, so I know they have a dog there. And so they do some really great things. And so, like I said, they're, they're all over the state, lots of different animal shelters, um, all, all over you know, Lower Peninsula, Upper Peninsula, 
Jackson, Detroit, and Macomb, they're, they're all over the place. And I think, you know, we're going to hear from uh, Devin Rogers in, in a little bit, uh, and she kind of answers it well. But um, for those who are wondering, like, why would you have dogs in a prison? Like, that doesn't, that seems like we're just giving them one more thing. You know, the, for people who don't understand prisons, they think, you know, why do they get TVs? Why do they get, uh, some, sometimes sometimes they even say, why do they get three meals a day? <laughs> um, there's, there's, a whole, there's a reason behind all that. And, and we talk about it later, but it really does help the, the, the prisoners. It teaches them to care for somebody, to, to care for something, and, to, and they learn responsibility. They learn how to, how to teach somebody something, and hopefully they can uh, use some of those skills either as a job, but also when they come back out as a parent. Um, you know, this is kind of a small, uh, kind of a testing ground to, to learn how to, to, to uh, appreciate some of those skills. Overall, the, the, these do wonders, not only for the prisoners themselves, but for the facility. They help make the facilities calmer and safer, and so that's good for our staff because the prisoners who are in this program have to be ticket-free for usually six months to a year. And so what it does is it creates this um, incentive for prisoners to not get in trouble, to not uh, be assaultive, to not uh, be into other things that could get them tickets, and because they want to be in this program. And so it provides a real calming effect uh, on the facilities. And the staff there, they might be reticent at first, wondering, like, oh, gosh, now we have to worry, care about dogs. We Now we have, to, we have have the prisoners to look after. Now we have to worry about dogs. To a T, I don't think you could find uh, an officer or a staff member at a facility that has dogs for any period of time that, that regrets having them there. Uh, they do wonders for the facility, and they do wonders for the individuals who adopt them. So there's just some really great uh, programs out there. Our staff do an amazing job helping raise these dogs, as do the prisoners. They become real experts, and some have actually found jobs as dog trainers once they've gotten out, which is very cool to see, all part of offender success. So we thought, we thought what we do today is talk to the facility that's had dogs the longest, which is the Lakeland Correctional Facility, for a, a good decade or, or more now that they've had uh, dogs there. And then we're going to talk to uh, staff at Gus Harrison Correctional Facility, which has only had dogs in their facility for about a month. Yeah. So if you're a facility out there who doesn't have a dog, a dog program, uh, you can kind of hear from some of the experts and maybe reach out to some of these individuals to see what it would take uh, to, to bring dogs into your facility. Or if you're wondering you know, what, what the benefits are, I think you're going to hear uh, you know, definitely why it's a good thing and, and why it can really help your facility to have them. And for those who aren't weren't aware of it all, like yourself, and yeah. then for maybe folks in FOA who don't really think about... Well, I knew we had dog programs. I just didn't know we had all of these different dog yeah. programs. That's, that was, that's what's uh, interesting to me. Yeah. There's just, they do so many uh, amazing things. Uh, and so why don't we uh, get to our interview now, uh, first with Amy and then with Devin, and hopefully you'll be a little more informed about all the different dog programs we have across the MDOC. Well, Chris, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've used the podcast to, to talk about great things going on across the department, and today is no different. I, I think we should share some of the highlights of these programs. And one of, one of our longest-running dog programs is at the Lakeland Correctional Facility down in Coldwater. And I'm excited to have on Amy Houts today. She's an A-Russ at Lakeland. Um, thanks for coming on Field Day today, Amy. Thank you. Just before we get going on some questions, can you talk about kind of your history at the department, how many years you have, where, where you've been? I've hired in at Florence Crane Correctional Facility in 1989 as an officer. When that prison shut down, I just came over here to Lakeland. Okay, so in, in now you're the ARES there, right? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about your guys' program that you have there. It, it is the longest-running dog program, correct? Yes. It started in 2006. And what, what kind of dog program do you have um, specifically at Lakeland? Uh, we have the Greyhound Inmate Experience. We have 20 
20 dogs every 10 weeks we go through. Okay, and what exactly does the Greyhound program consist of? Explain the process. Um, the dogs are coming from Alabama racetrack, and they load them up on a dog hauler and drive them straight through an 18-hour trip. It doesn't stop, and when they get here, they're a mess. They're covered with fleas and ticks, and they're underweight and a lot of health issues going on. And my guys bring them all up to the rec room, and we've got stations for each dog, and they check them all out and get them cleaned up, and we just got a new batch in last Thursday. So. And I think, uh, Amy, what's, what's unique about this program compared to others is that the other programs that come in, sometimes they're dealing with puppies or they're dealing with dogs who you know, have been at shelters. But in, in this case, um, and, and they can just start training them right away, but, but with these greyhounds, I think what's unique is that you have to pretty much teach these dogs how to be dogs first, right, before you can teach them how, you know, how to sit and stay. They just need to learn how to be, you know, to run around and not just on a track. They, they kind of come with some difficult uh, backgrounds, right? Yes, they, uh, they're caged 23 hours a day, yeah, and they don't know how to even play, some of them. So what, what's, that, what's that like for the prisoners um, who, are, who are involved in this, in this program? How has that changed kind of the makeup of those prisoners um, that, are, that are involved? They're heavily screened before I let them in the program. So these guys are, behave themselves for years before they even get a dog. I've seen, I've seen men uh, come up off all their medications, um, lose weight because they're out and about walking their dogs and blood pressure is going down and it's their world. And I wonder too, um, maybe maybe not so much at Lakeland because it's been going on for so long. But I think at some facilities, officers and other staff might kind of balk at the idea of having dogs and, and not understanding the benefits. Uh, do, do you still have that problem, or is there a lot of buy-in right now with at Lakeland? Can't think of anybody that doesn't like the program. It brings a calmness to the housing unit. I've had guys tell me they they go out on the yard and they'll be mad about something, and then they'll come back into the housing unit and. You, says you can't help but smile in here so it really lightens things up around here and when they come in and you guys get them cleaned up and get them kind of um in a better position when they came in how long and kind of what does the program involve how long how long are the dogs in the program is it just a um, a simple obedience kind of program or what, what does it consist of for the first week to 10 days we just let them uh, get used to the environment and their handlers um, let them chill out and relax and and then after that, then they'll, then they'll start training with the sit and down and stay and heal. And they teach them several different commands. And then some dogs are smarter than others and go on to learn fancier tricks. But everybody gets their basic obedience after their 10 weeks. They graduate every 10 weeks. Are they all adopted pretty uh, pretty quickly? Or who, who's adopting these dogs? Um, you have American Greyhound, who is in northern Indiana, right beside Coldwater. Gem, Greyhounds of Eastern Michigan, and then you got Allies is in Western Michigan. Do, do you guys, so you guys give the, give the dogs to these agencies and then people can adopt them there, or can people adopt them straight from you guys? We don't handle any of that. Okay. They would have to go to the website, sure. uh, Greyhound Inmate Experience, and then you'd click on their adoption group's website. The prison dogs, I just talked to a Allies worker go, she said uh, the prison dogs take about three or four weeks and they're adopted, so all of them, all of them get adopted fairly quickly. 
Well, Amy, you know, I, I've been out uh, to Coldwater, and I, I've been through both of those units and, and seen the stalls and, and the dogs, and I know that there's they have a, a, a penned-up area out, outside where they can kind of run around and things like that. More so probably with you guys and the greyhounds than any of the other dogs. What happens when one of them gets loose and starts taking off in the yard? I imagine a greyhound is pretty tough to catch. <laughs> yeah, there's no catching them. <laughs> they always come back for food. <laughs> <laughs> I bet they're pretty fast. Yeah, there's no sense in chasing them. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, um, uh, is there anything else that, that we, we didn't touch on or that uh, you think is important about uh, about dog programs? It's a great program all the way around for the, for the prisoner and for the dogs. Well, well, very good. Well, thank you so much, Amy, for, for, for coming on. I really appreciate you taking the time. And, uh, well, uh, I think after this, we're going to talk to uh, the facility that has the, the, the newest uh, group of dogs, uh, the Gus Harrison Correctional Facility. So we're gonna, we've are gonna we talked to you that has the most experience, and now we're going to hear from a facility that's just starting out. So uh, we appreciate that, and uh, thanks for being on Field Days. Okay, thank you. All right, Chris, so, you know, we're going to kind of want to give everybody out there a, a glimpse of um, the dog programs we have across the Department of Corrections. You know, we just, had, we just had a conversation with Amy Houts about, you know, they've been doing it the longest in the Department of Corrections since, I, th- I think she said 2006, um, down in Lakeland. So now we're going to talk to a prison that has been doing it the shortest, right? I, I think they've been doing it for just over a month now. And we're going to talk to Devin Rogers, who is a prison counselor at the Gus Harrison Correctional Facility. So, Devin, thank you so much for coming on Field Days. We appreciate it. Oh, no problem. So, Devin, before we get into our questions um, and we start grilling you with questions about the dog program, talk, let's talk about you and kind of where you've been throughout the department, how many years you have with the department, and how you got started in the dog program there. So I hired back in 2013. I actually was at the time comp unit. I was a department tech there. And then I transferred to Gus Harrison about a year later, and I was the transfer coordinator. I knew that I wanted to work inside, so um, I kept applying for prison counselor, acted a couple times, and then I've been a prison counselor for about a year now. Awesome. That's great. Amy said at Lakeland they have, they have a Greyhound program, which is which was very interesting. They bring you know dogs in who have raced in Alabama. They're not in good shape, and they, they kind of get them in shape and give them some obedience, and they can you know be... Um, adopted. That's a great program that they have there. What, what kind of dog program do you have at Gus Harrison? Um, we actually have two different programs. Um, the first program I'll talk about is um, through the Ability Center, which is in Toledo. Their actual program is it's ADAI. Their whole program is for people with disabilities, a lot of mobility issues. Um, they pair these dogs, the dogs will be service dogs, with people that have uh, mobility issues, but they also do school therapy dogs and therapy dogs with ki- uh, for kids with um, autism. So they come here for training as puppies. They start out on our level one side. They're there for about six months, and then they'll go back to ADAI, they'll assess them, and then they'll come over to our level two side which we don't have any dogs over here for that program yet because we just got the dogs in July as puppies. They were 10 weeks old. So then they'll start working with them over here, more focused on what these service dogs are going to do, if they're going to be a therapy dog or if they're going to be a service dog. Is that the only program you have there? And then we also have um, Stiggy Dogs. We just jumped on board with them. We have two of their dogs that came from Saginaw. One is Roxy and the other one is Buddy. And they are going to be therapy dogs for our um, RTP unit here for our level four guys. That's great. Speaking of uh, of, of, the, of the guys there, you know, what, have you seen a benefit in having this? Pro- I know it's only been there for a month or so, but have you seen a benefit in prisoners that are involved in this program 
you know, oh, now that you've had yeah. it. Before. Okay, talk about that. Overall, they, um, you can see that they've taken a huge, like, leadership role. They take the job very serious. They love showing the staff, like, the tricks and everything that they have already shown or, you know, taught these dogs. I mean, I know when I got a dog, my dog wasn't potty trained in 18 weeks. And these dogs are potty trained. They can sit. They can lay down. Um, one of the dogs, uh, the prisoner taught to open its own cage. So... That, that's pretty neat. You know, Devin, I, I was there the day that uh, that those dogs arrived, and actually got to walk one of them one of them in because we had some TV cameras there and some reporters because it was a pretty big deal to, to have uh, the dogs come in. Were, were you surprised by how well it's gone, and were, were you were you kind of worried? And what, what did you think was going to happen after you know the cameras left and, and the dogs are there inside the facility? Um, of course, you're worried. It was like dropping a kid off at school. You know, <laughs> they're going to this big scary place, but we have had nothing but an awesome turnout and we have a great relationship with ADAI. What was it like? Uh, obviously it's, it's changing things for, for the for the prisoners and I would assume it's probably having a calming effect and, and you've got guys now that want to stay ticket free so that you know they can be in the program. What's it been like for the facility overall and the staff and everybody uh, getting adjusted? Uh, are, are the staff realizing the benefits that, that come with having a dog program? Um, at first a, a lot of the staff was they were really resistant but then after the dogs were here for, I'd say, probably like a week, everybody on that south side, you walk around, they're like smiling and they're happy about the dogs being there. And when you walk into that unit, um, it is, it's the quietest unit on this compound. It's, Again, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. Who doesn't love puppies? I can't. I continue to say. It. I mean, puppies make yeah, you happy, exactly. right? I mean, come on. This is this is this is a, this is an easy win. And, and everybody has a dog voice, you know. Chris uses it a little more often than others, but <laughs> that that high pitched uh, noise that you make when you when you talk to a dog, and, and to see like some three hundred pound prisoner, you know, turn into a mushy guy that yeah. gives the dog voice. I mean, it realize it present it instills some humanity, and, and and you see everybody can. Yeah, there's some commonality. Uh, and humanity around around having dogs. Well, you know, let's talk about how this program works. I, I, I'm assuming that we're not having the public come in and uh, adopt dogs from the prison, right? I mean, how 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 do these dogs get adopted out when they're done with you guys? ADAI has been working with families already. They apply for a service dog, and then they'll say, "Okay, this dog would be really good with such and such family because this dog is really good at helping them." get into bed or something like a dog is really good at retrieving things and so then they will pair it with somebody that has issues with maybe their hands you know like not being able to um pick up keys or very well pick up things so do they go back to the company and then the agency and then they go out from there right yep they they come here um they have their six months training they get socialized as puppies they want their puppies to explore and not be afraid of anything they go back to the company for two months. They assess and see what these dogs are going to be good at. So if maybe this dog is, like, really, really happy and loves to be, you know, petted all the time and just happy. They'll use that dog and gear their training towards a therapy dog or, uh, like, a child that needs just a companion. Somebody, And then, then if they see that the dog's strengths are, you know, retrieving things, then they'll pair the dog with somebody and they'll gear their, their second phase of training, which we're not there yet, the second phase yet, you know, based on who they think it, the dog is going to be paired with. Certainly that's very helpful for those who are going to be receiving those dogs on the outside, but what I, I 
thing is really cool, and what I didn't realize is that you're also doing these for your RTP prisoners as well. So, you I know, mean, I, I think most people are hopefully now familiar with with Sadie, the therapy dog at WCC, and we also know that RGC has a dog in their hospice uh, unit. Talk a little about how this is going to work. And, and now, is this going to be the first RTP unit in the state that has uh, dogs that were trained by prisoners? Uh, yep, it is. Um, we actually got the two dogs last week. Um, the dogs stay over here in um, level two. Um, there's four handlers for the two dogs. And then Monday through Friday, um, around 7 to 3, the dogs will go over to the RTP unit and they will be with the rec therapist. So these dogs will be part of the group over in the RTP unit. And then they come back over here and they live with their inmate handlers. Okay. Do, do the handlers take the dogs over there or do you just take the dogs over there? Nope. The, um, they actually meet the rec therapist and drop them off like they're going to work for the day. Yeah, what an awesome program. This is, I mean, this is great. You know, it's, it, it sounds like it's good, it's good for, you know, everybody. It's good for the prisoners. It's good for the dogs. It's good for the people who are going to receive the dogs um, to help them out throughout their lives who, who are struggling. So, uh, Devin, you mentioned that the staff are a little bit, a little resistant at first, and I'm sure people in the public, uh, I mean, that you see out and about, or if they, if you tell them, you know, what you do, they might have some of those same questions or, 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 or and, you know, knee-jerk reactions to, you know, why would you have dogs in a prison? What's your what's your response to that? What's your kind of your elevator pitch about why the importance of having dogs in a program in a prison and, and what that can what the ben- the benefits of that? Um, there's a huge benefit as far as just the responsibility factor that the prisoners have to take care of these dogs 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That alone, I feel like, gives them just a sense of accomplishment that they've trained this dog and, you know, that that dog is going to be paired with somebody and that dog is going to go out and help. So it's a way to give back also. Like I said, they, they, they take their job really serious. Just a, And also being dependable, responsible, all those work ethic type of things that these guys need when they're, I mean, because they're going to parole. They're going to leave. Right, right. Yeah, and, and here you're taking somebody who now, maybe for the first time, you know, is showing empathy, is caring for another. Yeah, know, maybe, exactly. maybe they Maybe they were a parent but but weren't around, or maybe, you know, they were the product of, of a parent who, who never, you know, did anything with them, and now they can, you know, take these lessons and hopefully uh, transfer them, you know, to this dog, and then they come out knowing what it's like to care for somebody and to and to look after someone and have you know be protective of them and i think that's a, a much better person that you'd want to be paroling out on the streets than somebody who's who's just never had that and just spent all their time in prison only worrying and, about themselves and also just to add to i mean they're getting this training as a dog trainer i mean right there that's like an employable skill i mean who knows they could get out and maybe start their own company or something right i mean that's that's the whole idea is reduce risk and i think this, pr- this program is just another one of the programs that speaks to um, kind of things that we're doing to get at that at that risk reduction um, so that they can come out of prison a, a better person than the, when they came in. So Exactly. Uh, okay. Well, we can't thank you enough um, for, number one, taking on, you know, this new adventure at, uh, at Gus Harrison. Uh, it sounds like it's great. It's, it's new. It's in its infancy. You got some awesome puppies there to hang out with. And, uh, you know, thanks for everything you do every day for the Department of Corrections. And thanks for coming on Field Days and talking about that. Oh, no problem. Thank you for inviting me. Thank you. All right. As always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account 
at MDOCFOA and the CFA account at MDOCCFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.